With the outbreak of the coronavirus, this will unfortunately be the last episode of the Music Box for a while. Please listen to government guidelines and please stay safe. We hope to be back on the airways by September, but only time will tell. Please stay safe. We love you all. The Music Box. One baby to another says I'm lucky to meet you. Hello and welcome back to the Music Vox. I'm Ben Dodd. I'm Callum Gunner-Jones. I'm Adam Westwood. And we're joined by Jake again. Hello, Jake. Hello, everyone. It's lovely to be here. Yeah. Uh, so what have we all been listening to this past two-week period? So much Kate Bush. So <laughs> much Kate Bush. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, me and Cal went to go see JPEG Mafia in the oh, last yeah. two weeks. Oh, yeah. It looked really good. I forgot oh, it was, about that. Yeah. It was pretty sick. Uh, so loads of JPEG um, and just loads of... Loads of hard rap, really. It's been what's on my it's been on hard my list rap. for the last few weeks. Adam known the hard rap man. Yeah, <laughs> that is what I'm known for. Yeah, that yeah. looked nuts though. It, yeah. it, it was mental. Probably he got Jeffrey Mafia grabbed his head and slammed his head against his chest. For real? Yeah. yeah. How <laughs> did that feel? Quite nice. Blessing. Yeah. I, I felt I felt like I became a better man when that happened. <laughs> you know, like he just grabbed me by the hair, started moshing with me, and then started smacking my head into his chest. And I'm like, <laughs> I was just sat there like, yes, mate. <laughs> yeah, this is what I need. It was a lovely way to send uh, send off me Sunday night. <laughs> you probably saw that you had no socks on, and he was like... I can confirm <laughs> I did have socks on that night. Oh, mate. right, fair play. What about <laughs> you, Jake? Uh, ooh, um, I've been listening to nothing in particular, uh, although the new Code Orange album came out today. I don't know if anyone's familiar with Code Orange. I do quite You're like familiar Code Orange. Code Orange yeah. um, basically just a... Um, a metalcore band that are very experimental and the new album is just fucking ridiculously crazy i've listened to it like twice today oh are they the ones with the mental breakdown that you always yeah yeah, the, yeah. that one i sent you the other week that yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've been listening to a lot of j cole oh what? Really? what sort of j cole like um just his hits uh like oh. kevin's heart i've just been absolutely spamming i really like that album i think kod is one of his most underrated projects i think no one really talks about it at all but I think it's so. I think cover to cover. Kevin's heart's not on KOD, is it? This is. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. You've been listening to this track for two weeks, mate. Come on, you should know. It's oh, like okay. mid track of uh, KOD. Oh well. I feel like that. Knows. I feel like that entire album went really under the radar. I feel like no one really talks about it. But mm. like, I feel like everyone talked about it when it came out, and then we talked about it when yeah. it came out. Yeah, we covered it on the show, but. And then it kind of just. I remember it being really disappointing. Yeah. Because it didn't really. I think that's why think no one really talked yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's got great. better with age, though. I think listening to it now, it's better than it was then. Mm. Uh, Forest Hills, I, I enjoyed. Yeah. I think that's his, that's his best for sure. Yeah. That's the J. Cole album, isn't it? That is yeah. the J. Cole, that is the J. Cole album. That's I can his confirm. Only album. His only good one, anyway. And I've also been listening to, like, all the stuff I liked when I was, like, 15. Like, a lot of Blink-182. <laughs> 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 it just makes me so happy. <laughs> oh, I've been listening to loads of uh, Thundercat in the last like week oh, yeah. last yeah, week as well the yeah, fucking Dragon Ball he's dropped two tracks for his new <laughs> album um, It Is What It Is which is coming mm. out I think two weeks time um, so I've been re-listening to Drunk Loads and those two tracks and I'm just super excited for it Drunk is yeah it's not fucking sick um, oh, oh, sorry I've been listening to loads of Linkin Park again because Linkin Park are like one of my favourite bands ever and I've just straight up just Linkin Park for a very long time yeah. um, and the collab album with Jay-Z that is that very one, good. That one's class. Yeah, it's fucking sick. Hmm. All right, but uh, Hybrid Theory or Meteora? 
That's a correct Meteor. answer. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. He always gets it wrong. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. I don't like Lincoln Park, really. Well, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Hybrid Theory is so much better. Uh, no, they're, they're both solid albums. They cover to cover, as but one as a collective piece of art, Hybrid Theory is way better. Book. I don't care. <laughs> <should I? laughs> I had the CD, mate. It's cover to cover. But yeah, yeah. That's what I <laughs> both both full of hits at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. but one's better than the other, mate. And you're in the wrong. You're on the wrong side of history, bro. Rip Chazzy B. So this week we're carrying on with our much loved and adored decades section that everyone's really invested in at home. <laughs> they're all they're all sat there waiting for us. And we're doing the nineties. So Cal, yeah. What are your three most influential artists of the (laughs) nineties? Well, I feel like first is Outkast. It has to be Outkast. They've not they've not got one bad album, especially nineties, with Aquemini being probably the best album of the nineties, or at least one of them. um, They've uh, they've interpolated so much from different genres to make their own unique sound. Uh, um, they've ventured into loads of different parts of rap that nobody really ventured into before. Uh, um, and to be fair, that actually kind of goes in nicely to the next artist, which is Three Six Mafia. Oh, solid rap, severely underrated rap group. I didn't even know they were a rap group. Yeah. I thought they were like a producer. <coughs> thing. Yeah. They, uh, they're genuinely one of the best rap uh, groups of all time. I don't think um, people realise the, um, the amount of influence that yeah, 36 Mafia exactly. actually have today. Um, <coughs> the whole sound, the whole modern sound now is what yeah. started by 36 Mafia. Yeah, because the, the whole, like, that um, era of, like, Memphis rap stuff, that was, like, the, um, the main influence behind a lot of the people who, uh, like, started the whole underground soundcloud rap thing like um xavier wolf and like bones and suicide boys and all, mm. all that thing and that is essentially just a replica of three six mafia three six mafia yeah. yeah and it's so weird that they started that in the 90s and then it kind of it that kind of sound took a weird mini break in the 2000s and then just kind of soared again in the 2010s mm. and they're, they're generally just a solid solid rap group i i think you might like them ben I'm sure yeah. I would, yeah. I'd I'd I'll check them out, the definitely. Mystic Styles album, mm. their debut. And then, next one, I mean, you can't really say the 90s without mentioning Oasis. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Like, probably one of the biggest groups of all time. The best Beatles tribute band there is. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, I mean, I'm, I'm dressed like Liam Gallagher now. I've got, I've got the Parker really on and everything. You really are. <coughs> so, yeah, I mean, probably del- delve more into Oasis when we talk about the genres, anyway. I'm on about Britpop, so. Oasis kind of just accidentally became, like, the best band to come out of England. Yeah. The yeah. best indie rock band to come out of England. <laughs> just sort of without even really trying. Yeah, they just kind of, they they had everything that a rock group kind of needs. They had the attitude, they had the image, they had the sound. And yeah. And they, 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 just the, uh, whether you like them or not, it's just the idea that just a bunch of lads from a council say getting together, making a band and becoming as successful as they were. It's yeah. Just, it's so cool. It's just like, all in it. You <laughs> could tell that he, like Liam Gallagher never gave a fuck and he never yeah. started giving a fuck when they got big. Like, even now, he's just like... He's like, fuck it, I'm going to live this. Yeah, <laughs> he's just I chilling. didn't mean it, but I'm going to work with what I've got now. Yeah. Do you want me to go next, mate? I really yeah. do. You were looking me dead in the eyes. I didn't yeah. know what to say. I was lost Biggest for words. Oasis hater in the room. <laughs> I mean, 
I'll be honest. Over the last twelve, I mean, there was a massive in the probably in the first two or three episodes. There was quite a massive Oasis rant from me, wasn't there? Yeah. But yeah. there were nothing, and they were shit. And you're just a moron for that. Yeah. There's no lies there, mate. <laughs> but no, I'm slowly, slowly changing that opinion a little bit. We're grinding Bowie. you down. Yeah. What gave you that opinion? Um, I just think, I mean, a lot of their hits, they're just so, so overplayed. Like, you can't go anywhere without hearing Wonderwall, for example, if you go to, like, a pub, let's say. Yeah, but and that's just an so example of them being a great band, though. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. I wasn't, I was never saying they weren't a great band. I was saying I never liked them. Because yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just, like, for some reason, I think my, my dad didn't really like them that much. So then mm. I was like, oh, fuck Oasis. If dad doesn't like them, I don't. Oi. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I don't form my own opinions, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're all right. They've got, they've got some tunes. They're Oasis. They're all right. Yeah. <laughs> Those lads, they're all right. They'll do. Um, With that so being said, Noel is a Tory, so fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, so I went for three hip-hop artists, as I've done every single time we're doing this, because I'm a twat and I pick the same genre every time, mate. Um, and so there was two names I sort of had to mention, being Tupac and Biggie. There was no way you could really talk about the most influential artists of the 90s without mentioning them, because the entire hip-hop scene, I don't think would really be what it is without those two, and the the way they changed the scene for everything like it was almost like they made it cool just to talk about their feelings and talk about deep stuff at the same time but then also being seen as cool and hard and everything and they brought it they brought they almost brought their culture to the mainstream at times which then has then allowed it to then grow to what it is now um and the other person i put i debated putting the entire group but i decided to go just for dr dre in terms of from a producing standpoint i think his influence is now was so wide-reaching i think he was the the whole G-Funk era, he really defined that and made that sound amazing mm. what it was. Yeah. And with that... Together were like unstoppable. Without him, I think some of the, like, some of the producers we've got now would literally not be there, like, not exist at all. No, yeah, that's very true. You also wouldn't have some of the biggest artists around if it weren't for Dr. Dre. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I always I, thought he was a better producer than rapper. Oh, oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. He's a decent rapper, but... Yeah, yeah, he's good, but... As a producer, he's just he so much really better. write any of his stuff either. No. He's just got a decent voice, but... Yeah. I think the things he's the things he's done for rap music as a whole are unbelievable and he deserves to be mentioned yeah, specifically 100%, yeah right uh, I'll I'll hop on a uh, couple of these I'm going to touch on more later because we're all splitting it up by genre as Cal mentioned yeah. uh, but the first one is Nirvana for like just obvious reasons like they who are they mate oh Justice um, they're like a dream poppy brand oh, oh nice yeah they're pretty cool nice but like of like yeah, like it just—you can't uh, have a conversation about the music in the nineties without talking about Nirvana. Of course, you can't. No, they did, like they pushed that whole like punk kind of thing. I I guess they invented grunge. Yeah, like, without K- them, Kevin hated the <coughs> hated the word grunge towards the end. But but it he, is grunge. Like he, music just yeah. wouldn't be the same. Like all pretty much all rock music wouldn't be. Whilst it is. Britain had Oasis, America had Nirvana. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it, you kind of can see them both having that thing through the nineties. Yeah, mm-hmm. like very re- similar story. I think regardless of whether they meant to create a new genre, because there was other bands doing a similar thing at the time, but they were the ones who pushed it to the mainstream. Yeah, hundred percent. But without selling out on that core <laughs> sound, either. yeah, like they they never really compromised. Yeah, because if anything, in utero, <coughs> being the album when they're at their biggest was the weirdest album yeah so yeah like even Nevermind which is very raw they always said that it was way too overproduced for him didn't mm-hmm. they and then they 
Yeah, <coughs> they went back with In Utero. In Utero is still their best album, I think. I flip between that yeah. and Nevermind. Yeah. I prefer Nevermind, personally. I think Nevermind's a lot more accessible. Yeah. Mm. But I think they're both pretty much perfect. Yeah, agreed. Uh, my second one is Pavement, which are like, they've just got such an influence on all the kind of rough sounding indie rock that's probably come back into fashion a lot more now like them and Sonic Youth they've they popularised a kind of DIY sounding mm. just rough around the edges music because none of them could really sing or yeah play that's the wicked that thing well. about Pavement is that yeah. Malcolm just can't sing yeah, at all no he can't sing but he's got that voice that's so kind of shit and raw yeah. that it becomes cool yeah yeah. I love Pavement and uh, like it kind of went like that style kind of dipped a bit in the 2000s didn't it mm. but it's definitely like you can hear it in a lot of bands now yeah definitely and my last one is American Football because all that twinkly twankly uh, just emo stuff uh, I've never heard the descriptives twinkly twankly from you Ben if you don't know Adam <laughs> get to know get to know I'll, <laughs> I'll be trying but yeah like pretty much anything uh that is labeled midwest emo or emo adjacent nowadays just wouldn't exist without american football and maybe that would be a good thing <laughs> <laughs> my mental health would definitely be better <laughs> mine too <laughs> but yeah what about you um so i i, I went for albums because on the google doc everyone had put albums that was my mistake <coughs> no it's fine um but i, I i'm pretty much anyway so um Obviously, I would have said Nirvana, so I'm a big Nirvana stand too. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll go for Alice in Chains then, because mm-hmm. Alice in Chains, are, yeah, Dirt is one of my favourite albums ever. And I think, <coughs> obviously, when, when you think of grunge, you think of Nirvana, and you sort of class all the bands like Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains or whatever like behind them, but I think it's kind of like a different type of grunge. Def- Alice in Chains came from a more like um, metal-y kind of background. Yeah, and yeah. And I'd say... Whereas Nirvana have more punk influence, yeah. Alice in Chains have more metal influence. Um, so yeah, I kind of view it as, as a different thing. Um, but yeah, just all round brilliant band and that album means a lot to me. Um, and then um, secondly, um, I was specifically referring to the Around the Fur album by Deftones. Obviously, anyone who knows me knows that I asked like that album (laughs) (laughs) listen to it pretty much every day Um, but yeah just I think Deftones are very overlooked because they get tied down to the new metal genre which they are a bit but I I hate new metal as a genre (laughs) I I really do what's your thoughts on new metal Jake I feel like you're the most Uh, metal head apart from me on this on this podcast today yeah yeah, there's a there's a lot of good new metal there's a lot of shit new metal I think that I don't really like the term new metal to be honest because new metal then ties it down into a lot of the bands that aren't really taken seriously yeah sort of that's my like population stuff like, like that yeah and biscuit <laughs> yeah, yeah that that kind of thing whereas obviously other bands that are classed as new metal like corn and slipknot who are crazy experimental crazy See, i'd never i'd never people. consider corn or slipknot new metal i just consider them metal at this well, point that's the thing they are a new metal band technically They're technically the yeah. movement but I think I just I just think new metal kind of numbs down these bands a bit and what they're capable of. Mm. So I don't really like using that term. But I get why Deftones are kind of pushed into that a bit. Um but yeah, like just the combination of like 
drums that are essentially inspired by hip-hop beats um <clears throat> really fucking big heavy riffs and then also really spaced out like shoegazy riffs um mixture of like screamo vocals and then like spaced out vocals just to me that's kind of all the things that i love in one album and yeah so yeah deftones um and then <clears throat> obviously you mentioned like big in tupac and dr Dre and whatever um so i was like okay i'll, I'll take a different approach so um one of my favorite uh, hip hop albums ever is Lifestyles of the Poor and Dangerous oh, by Big yes. Al. Yeah, I'm, g- I'm glad that someone, uh, um, are you too familiar with it? Or? No, not at yeah. all. Because no. I was originally going to go for Big Al, I remember saying to you. When yeah, well, back at yours, we were, you were yeah. like, I'm going to get Big Al, and then you didn't. Yeah, no, it changed it. <laughs> yeah. You're a fraud. 3-6 Mafia. Well, yeah, t- um, to me, that album is, I think, lyrically one of the best hip hop albums of the 90s arguably still today and i think it's very overlooked i think you could i think if you were initially to listen through it without listening to the lyricism you kind of think okay this is just a really like dark gritty violent gangster rap album but if you actually look beneath the surface properly listen to the lyrics it's just metaphor after metaphor yeah he's one of the probably the best punchline rapper yeah it's all it's like because it's kind of like tongue-in-cheek at times Mm but yeah it's just it's it's so dark and i just i just think it was just such a brilliant album and it's a, just a massive shame that he's dead because i think if he'd carried on further into the 2000s i think that he would have achieved massive things yeah. but um but yeah big l's sick rapper if you need an example of that listen to there's like a 10 minute freestyle on youtube with him and jay-z that is so um, hard yeah it's <laughs> just so hard. it's just hard straight to finish and it is uh yeah just crazy dude <laughs> yeah, nice. There's uh, also that '98 freestyle that he has. Yeah, that one's on Spotify. <laughs> that, that's no, so funny. Yeah, like, <laughs> I've got mad holes. That's Beavis. I get nothing but head. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're gonna have a little interlude, and Jake's gonna tell us some jokes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you got your story as well. Do no, I've not got my story. You are. I've, no, you've got no, your I've not, I've not <laughs> got it on here. Um, I ended up deleting it because it was shit. It <laughs> fucking wasn't. Give us, give us some jokes, Jake. Well, anyway, yeah. Um, right. So. What do Ben's guitar case and a lawsuit <laughs> have in common? <laughs> what? Everyone's relieved when the case is closed. at the end of the night out? You Have you ever got your guitar at the end of a night out? Once and it was such oh, a dark time. Let me guess, you, oh, let me no. guess, you had no socks on your barefoot. You had a massive what? long... You ever seen... He had a, you I ever hate seen, the Sex Pistols ever, shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you think of like... Um, you like there'll be a geezer around like a campfire who's like massive like unclean <laughs> sh- unclean <laughs> shoeless just there with a the guitar just and like no one wants to listen to this guy you That's would be shaggy from scooby-doo uh, zoinks <laughs> <laughs> that was everyone when i got my guitar out. <laughs> <laughs> more jokes um why did the pirate buy a pavarotti album i don't know because he loved the high seas. <laughs> finally, how do you fix a broken brass instrument? Oh. I don't know. With a tube of glue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I'll see you later. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, thank you. Thanks very much for that. Our right. views are going to skyrocket after that. <laughs> Uh, so we're doing best albums of that genre we're doing best albums that's completely yeah. different to my best albums of the 90s right well yeah. fuck shut me up. then fuck <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so I'm doing I'm now doing the best three albums 
in the grunge and alt rock little section of the 90s. Cal's doing Britpop, Adam's doing rap, and Jake's a little wild card. I'm just here. We're just here vibing. Just tell a couple more jokes. Yeah. I think it's on the spot. Not yet, when it comes to your <laughs> section. Okay. So, I'll go first, because I'm hosting and I'll, what I say is law. <laughs> um, so, my top three albums were Nevermind, because obviously, like... It will have got so many kids, me included, into that genre of music because you put Nevermind on and you're like, oh my god, this is just, this is it. Like, what else is there? <laughs> Nothing. This is it. That, that is it. That sure. is. Yeah. That Nevermind is an album. They have got a really cool deep cut as well. I don't know if you'll oh. have heard it. Yeah, it's called Smells Like Teen Spirit. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really hate you. I've not heard that before. Yeah, it's pretty oh. good, man. Is that like a cover of someone else? Because. <laughs> Shut up. I thought you were going to give me something though No uh, <laughs> I'm not going to speak too much about no, that Because uh, like everyone said anything That needs to be said yeah. about that um, Next one is Without a Sound by Dinosaur Jr They were like If uh, Nirvana are like The dads of grunge They are the junior No, Dinosaur are like the granddads oh, Like wow. Kurt loved Dinosaur Jr. loads. He wanted Jay Maskus, the guitar, the guitarist and singer of Dinosaur Jr., to join uh, Nirvana, and Jay Maskus was just like, "Nah, <laughs> like you've got to be pretty fucking big to say nah <laughs> to <laughs> to join in Nirvana." But yeah, um, you like Dinosaur Jr., don't you? Oh, I love Dinosaur Jr. Yeah, because to me, it's kind of essentially just um, a project that is guys who are really into guitars and gear yeah um like gear is in the drugs no, no gear no. is in musical gear like, like pedals and <laughs> shit yeah, <laughs> um, just, you got any gear mate guitars yeah as guitarists refer to gear we mean amps and pedals essentially. yeah um but um yeah just taking what you can do with effects pedals and amplifiers and signal chains or whatever and just pushing it that little bit further and just making cool sounds and just doing something a bit different and have you ever seen that like jay muskets do a gear talk yeah. <laughs> where he'll just play the most fuzzed out guitar ever like it'll just be pure distortion and he'll go yeah that was my clean tone yeah. <laughs> and then it'll whack some more stuff on he's bloody snap back on yeah he sounds exactly like chris griffin as well from family guy he does sound like chris griffin yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny but yeah, that that album especially, like, it didn't really make a difference which album I picked. I just like because I that uh, without a sound and um, uh, living all over me, I think it's the other big one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They like either of them are interchangeable in terms of what they represent for me, at least. But yeah, they're a sick band. And my final one is Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain by Pavement. That is a good album. It's a sick album, isn't it? It's a pretty good album, mate. Thanks, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they've got some... Like, the guitar is sloppy enough for you to think, yeah, I could do that. But then, if you... like, But you just couldn't, because it's so good. Like, they recorded everything in, like, one take. Like, he'd fluff the lyrics uh, and, like... Or play a guitar solo totally wrong. And they'd be like, hey, do you want to re-record that? And he'd just be like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I just love their attitude, and it really comes across in the music. Yeah, I want Callum. I want Callum to go next because he's just done something. <laughs> okay, 
<laughs> I can't stop giggling at this. So, so mine's Britpop, isn't it? And yeah, really, it is, when you mate. think of Britpop, there's four bands, really, in, that you kind of think of. Can I guess so, them? Go on. Blur, Oasis, Stone Roses. No. What do you mean, no? <laughs> what do you mean, no? What? What do you mean, no? I, I think Stone Roses are more thing 80s, because that's... They are Britpop, though. No, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Five artists that you think of. Yeah. There so, you go. So, sorry, Ben. <laughs> I was more thinking Pulp, Verve, Oasis, yeah. and Blur. Yeah. Okay. So Definitely. I was like, oh, I wonder what other artists are on Britpop. So I typed into Google, went into artists, scrolled down. Timberland's there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. And Nelly Furtado. <laughs> Infamous Britpop artist. Yeah. <laughs> but a... Um, so I'm doing my top three and fuck Blur. I don't like Blur. So um, oh, I, I kind of like Blur. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, like I think they're all right. They're like the most hit and miss band. Yeah. They've got time and place. They've got some incredible tracks and they've got some absolute <laughs> shite. Yeah. They cannot release a consecutive album. In unpopular opinion, I think this with the Gorillas as well. I'm sorry to everyone out there because I know everyone <laughs> loves the Gorillas, but I just no, genu- I, agree. I, I, I gen- don't particularly like the Gorillas. I genuinely think that. Don't get me wrong. They have some amazing songs and it's a really cool project. But at the same time, there is just some shit. And I think people yeah. pretend to like it because it's kind of like access level experimental music. Yeah. And people f- kind of think they're edgy for listening to it. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I, I like I think them, but they don't have a solid project. Mm. Like, Pros is probably Demon Days or Plastic Beach. But yeah. even then, they've got some. There's still stuff on it that's there, just yeah. that not. Just, like, skip that yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, top three albums. I mean, what's the story? Morning Glory mm-hmm. has yeah. to be there. It's. It's just one of the best albums of all time. For some reason, I was about to say, what's the story in Balamori? And I was like, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> <laughs> so is, that, is that your favourite Oasis album then? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. I prefer it to Definitely Maybe. See, mm. I, I prefer Definitely Maybe, really? I think. But it's, it's close. Mm. Yeah. Like, very close. Which one was first? Uh, Definitely Maybe. That was their debut. I think I prefer Definitely Maybe. Well, fair enough. To be fair, like, it's it's not like you're going to get crucified and go, oh, Definitely Maybe is the, their yeah. best album. Because it's just so close between the two, as yeah. you said. But I just think that What's the Story has no skips. Whereas I think Neither there's a couple. What would you skip on? Definitely. Supersonic. I, I don't you like Supersonic what? at all. Oh, actually, yeah, I think. It's uh, a hot take, that one, mate. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you can skip can. Supersonic. Yeah. Why? It's, it's not the and t- it's just oh, yeah, that's his entire voice, a, mate. No, it's that's not, every it's not song he does. It's what he's singing about. It's like, what the fuck are you on about? Well, that you can say Most that with any music, of mate. Like none no. of it is. I don't think, mate. It's a Biggie has a line song. saying, "You look so cute, Good. I'll suck your daddy's that's dick." And you're saying so funny though. That is this man's talking about wanting a gin and tonic, and you're mad. Shut up. To be fair, I've looked at you a few times and thought that. To be fair, look it up. Sorry, oh, Mr. Westwood. Big <laughs> <laughs> up, Chris. No, but I would skip Supersonic. Does he listen? And Shaker Maker. Oh, God. That's why there was no episode last week, because I went to see Dad, because yeah. he was oh. there. Big Chris was ill, but he's doing better now. He's not doing him. very Good well, bad. and then Jake live on air said he wants to suck him up. <laughs> <laughs> Instantly recovered, well, back to physical health. He's driving now. Yeah. He's running here <laughs> to come and see you, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Bit off more like I'm bargaining for it. <laughs> Please don't buy it off, mate. Please don't. Where were we? You yeah. were talking oh, about yeah. how you hate I, Oasis. Yeah, I'd fucking fuck Oasis now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Shaker Maker and Supersonic. They've just got way better oh, songs don't, on the album. Don't skip Shaker Maker. They've either. got way sure. better songs on the, the album. The best uh, song on that album is Dixie's Dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Love that tune. And if if we're talking about like the looks, like Half the World Away is a class tune. Well, yeah. 
All right, all right. Cheers, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to give me more than that. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Oasis ca- and what what story definitely be like. They, they, everyone talks about them. The two that I do want to talk about, though, are Pulp and The Verve. Because mm-hmm. I do think they're kind of overlooked more in the Britpop scene. The Verve slap. I fucking Verve love The Verve. So good. I love The Verve so much. Urban Hymns, I think, is their best. Yeah. Album. He's a very Definitely. underrated guitarist as well. Mm. Whatever the bloke's Richard name Richard Ashcroft. Yeah. No, he's not. The, the lead oh, guitarist. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought you were referring to Richard Ashcroft. Then. No. Oh. Sorry, Ben. That's <laughs> alright, man. Um, but Urban Hymns, that, one of the best albums of the 90s. Bittersweet Symphony. Oh, that, that song is just, just an amazing There's song. There's a... Three six song where that's sampled in it. Really? Like, what song is it? Oh, shit, what song? Oh, I'm gonna have to. Find oh, if you if you find that, I'm I'm gonna cue that all later. Um, but uh, their entire growth was stunted by the Rolling Stones, and I think it was like their manager or something. Yeah. Or like one of their lawyers, and it was such a shit thing because they could have been a massive if it uh, weren't for the Rolling Stones because it was like it was like the tiniest little bit of like violin that mm. did, was sampled in Bittersweet Symphony and they're like no we've seen how popular this is we want the money Keith Richards needs that heroin money he does man <laughs> he does can I can I play that 3-6 Mafia song yeah sure yeah. of course you can we gonna take you to the 3-6 clubhouse we got a pop with you already dug out I'm gonna run outside man these things wanna wanna come play in the black rain <laughs> oh that's made me so happy <laughs> um, but yeah they could have been massive and um, the the thing that confused me most about it is that the sample that they used that Rolling Stones picked them up on is a sample that the Rolling Stones used so yeah. it originally wasn't a Rolling Stones thing which is just stupid and lawyers and that but then um, the next one which I think is the best Britpop band of the 90s is Pulp Different class is on a different <coughs> class to the rest of the albums. Um, it's just banger after banger. There's not one skip, not one weak song in the entire thing. Pulp yeah. Park, great. Yeah. Man. Very good He's part. got a, like Jarvis Cocker's got like a whole new like house thing now going on, like called Jarvis, <laughs> and it, it, they're playing Glastonbury, I think. Really? Yeah. I've not listened to any of it, any of it, but yeah, just. I've I've seen that. I didn't yeah. know that's what it was. A house yeah. music. I think so. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. I've that is going to be out. shit. Like, Probably. I'm calling it. That'll <laughs> be wank. It's like um, anyone ever listened to Ian Brown's solo project? Oh yeah. God, no. It sucks. I hate it. It's I hate so it. Bad. Like his big tune, uh, Fear. Have you ever yeah. seen the video for that? Yeah. Where he's uh, riding his bike. He's just riding a BMX. Yeah. And then it like all goes backwards. He's it's a little reprobate, isn't he? <laughs> Oh, I love Ian Brown. He's a good lad, but yeah, he's, he's, no. he's in Tierdline and Tremlines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah that would be bad. I think I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not cancelled, yeah. I reckon Tremlines will be cancelled. To well, be fair, it's funny be. though because Ian Brown's voice now is arguably the best it's ever been. Well, you just think Glastonbury might be cancelled? They announced the entire lineup yesterday because they don't yeah. want to. They don't want to announce like. They don't want to keep people up in arms in case it happens or not, and then like not knowing who's going to be there yeah. if it is happening. Who who was it again? Was it Kendrick. Uh, the headliners are Kendrick, Paul McCartney, Taylor Swift, and Diana Ross. That's it. Apparently, yeah. Paul McCartney's shit live. <laughs> I can <laughs> imagine that. Just Paul McCartney. Yeah. I have so much beef with Paul McCartney. Why the why? fuck would you want to go? See why, he's the why worst Beatle. He is. He is the worst. Yeah, he's Beatle. the worst Beatle. And big up man like Ringo. Yeah. 
The only good thing to come out of the McCartney family is sausages. <laughs> <laughs> Linda McCartney sausages. Mate, pan, yeah. to be fair. Mate, those mozzarella burgers. Oh, well, yeah, just all those Linda products. Are, Linda McCartney. The best thing about them. being in the Beatles was all the free sweeties. <laughs> 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 Linda McCartney is the strongest McCartney out of all of them, yeah. to be fair. And why would you? Why would you want to see Paul? Mc- why would you? Why, why? Why is he headlining Glastonbury on his? What, what's what he gonna do? do? Sing na 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 for fucking three hours. Yes, <laughs> and everyone will be like, "Oh my god, what a performance!" We get it, mate. You wrote "Hey." Should we do that with off. this podcast? Yeah. Na na And then, uh, yeah. So it's Kendrick who's headlining. Kendrick. Yeah. yeah. Kendrick. Does that mean that we're gonna get a Kendrick project between now and Glastonbury? <laughs> Hopefully, uh, I wish, but I doubt it. I think it will probably just be his greatest hits, and then be like, "Guess what? I'm coming soon, wait And then he'll run off stage. He's literally gonna run. Up, you're gonna chase him off stage. Do you think Kendrick Lamar is gonna come and go? Wee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gonna just go be like, "Guess what, lads? Lads, lads, lads! I'm coming soon, wait And then run off. <laughs> that's, his, that's how he ends. <laughs> Gets up on his step ladder because he's really short. Wee. <laughs> 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 and they'll be like, "Wow, wow! What performance? Best and ever." Taylor Swift. No, if they, that, I imagine, ben. I'll be there. There is a Swiftageddon night going on at a uh, O2 Academy at some point. Swiftageddon. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's Taylor Swift themed night at O2 Academy. Get I'll be on. there. Yeah, nice. If I can get the shift, I might be working bar. So I'll oh. see you. <laughs> I'll just be in disguise so no one <laughs> recognises me. <laughs> like Ben, is that you? You run off. <laughs> just a little cloak. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I've got three albums to talk about, mate. Oh, uh, we haven't got time. I don't care. <laughs> one of them, I mean, one of them I don't really see the point in going to too much in because we discussed it as a classic, but... I um, thought you were going to say we've discussed it as a class. <laughs> 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 well, um, well, the first album is A Tribe Called Quest's Low End Theory. Mm-hmm. Um, were you on that episode? I were. I were, lad. I were, lad. So, yeah, obviously you've all listened to the album. I think it, the thing's... They just pushed like a lot with that album, and the whole point was they wanted to try and make a br- album that was obviously really lyrically solid, but also even if you weren't listening to the lyrics, just the beats alone were insanely hard, and would like you could put on like in a low rider, and the car would just be shaking, and the bass on those on some of the songs is incredible, and I think it's just a, f- a bloody sick album, basically. Um, following that, another sick album, uh, Illmatic by Nas. Um, <laughs> It kind of has to be mentioned. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of obviously it's happened before, but he's one of the only artists that I think that like his first album did so much for the, like for the hip hop scene specifically. Yeah. His first album, after being basically like a, I pretty much relatively unknown. He f- I mean, he fucking wrote that when he was seventeen or something. Like, like he dropped he, he dropped it and it's changed it's everything. That kind of thing makes you feel bad about yourself. Yeah, yeah. it does, doesn't it? Mm. Like, like, what was I doing at seventeen? Playing Minecraft. You were probably drinking stuff. beers on a field, mate. <laughs> yeah, I, d- I probably was. <laughs> listening to I mean, Nira. I definitely was. <laughs> In the woods listening to Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> Just crying. Like, Why am I not Kurt Cobain? You were 17 when you had your job at JD. Yeah. You had a job at JD? Have you, have you told them the story about you in the back room at JD? Okay, now tell me the okay, story what? right now. So I never knew I this man. I don't know what this story is. <laughs> this man never told me he even had a job at JD. I didn't realise you had a job at JD. <laughs> what did was I do it in like the back room? Christmas temp job or something? Oh, was it? Well, anyway, you 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 were at working at JD and you were in the bar when I played Polly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, didn't know on. what the fuck that story was going to be. Then I was terrified. <laughs> but yeah, uh, there, there was just this like there was just one speaker in the break room, and 
everyone's just kind of chilling like just just listening to some nice music like everyone's kind of vibing out we're all having our food uh i hadn't been there that, <laughs> that long and then <laughs> this this dude who i worked with was like oh ben do you want to jump on the orcs and i was just like oh yeah i might be cool <laughs> and i just fucking put Polly by Nirvana. Up. Why? I don't know. Why? I don't songs, know, but I why did that one. And like, it it came on, and I got probably thirty seconds into it, happy, and then I realised <laughs> everyone was just looking at me like, "What is wrong with you?" Like, <laughs> everyone in JD was looking at you like, "What's the one? that says something?" If the people in JD are thinking, "What the fuck's wrong with you?" Well, just the people in the um in the break room. Everyone oh. at, in the Everyone's just dribbling in the. Imagine if that speaker room. was connected to like the, the uh, announcement <laughs> thing. JD and Polly's just blasting. Yeah, that I don't. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. What so thanks for bringing you to think. Oh yeah, Polly. Let's play a song about sexual assault. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I thought everyone would think I was cool because I like a Nirvana song. That was so the wrong. least cool sentence you've ever said. <laughs> I thought I was cool because I like I'd, Nirvana. I, I mean, I was seventeen, mate. Like you, you, but you're still the same. Cool you're still the same now, though, mate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was dark. Oh fuck. <laughs> oh fuck. Oh fuck. <laughs> fuck. 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 Um. Thanks for that nice <laughs> intermission. There. I love that. I you, know, you worked. At, I still can't get over the fact you worked at JD. Yeah, on about four pounds fifty an hour or whatever <sighs> it was. Treated yeah. yourself. Got any more stories about JD? No. Because it, it attracts a certain type of clientele, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I go to JD. I go to JD right. at times, mate. Yeah. I've been to JD. I, w- I wouldn't. I don't. I don't <laughs> go. I've been. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you had a job there, mate. You kind of yeah. had to go. Yeah. Um, back to some uh, to some music like we planned. Um, the other album I wanted to discuss, uh, I know Callum's gonna be excited about this, uh, is Wu Tang. Enter the Wu Tang Thirty Six Chambers. Um, there's just every single song on there's a banger, pretty much, and it, it's just it's so like you can listen to it and you just feel like you're in the nineties again. Yeah. Like it's such a timepiece. But everything still holds up today, like the beats, the, the it's lyrics. It's like its own little time capsule. Like mm. it's amazing, and they all contribute their own little thing as members. To have a group that big and all of them be unique in their own way, yeah. like nobody, like nobody can agree on what the best Wu Tang member is. Yeah. What, like, what do you think? It's Ghostface Killer. I'd always go Ghostface. Yeah. What, who would you go? <sighs> Ghostface or Big Method Man mm, fan myself. No. Oh, yeah, prob- <laughs> probably Ghostface, probably maybe, Ghostface. maybe RZA, mm. or, or was it Old Dirty Bastard was in Wu Tang for yeah. that one? Yeah, ODB sick. Yeah, ODB is sick. His, his solo project was amazing. Yeah, was really Bro- good. Is it Brooklyn Zoo? The, the one that's the ID yeah. card is the picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think overall I'd say Ghostface. Yeah, yeah, I think he's got the most consistent and solid solo project as well. Yeah. Like Supreme clientele is. So Fucking album. Yeah. I think there's everything on that album is perfect. Like yeah. it didn't need to be like nothing would be changed at all. Like even if you changed it today, I don't think I'd change anything on there. This is what my main beef with Brock Hampton is, right? Because they have what? How many members? Well, musically there's like seven or eight, but then overall the band they class like fifteen. Because yeah, what class are the rest of them doing? So yeah. the they the class it, outlet. Yeah. So they <laughs> class like they class the manager as part of the band, and they class the uh, really? the graphic designers as part of the band. Oh, that's um, wank, And that. all the producers as part of the band. Like they, it's not just 
they don't just class like um dom and kevin and joba who all like rap and sing or whatever they class everyone who helps to make the final product as part of the band just like. everyone who's like a, a random little sweaty nerd yeah. working in hmv who sells a Brockhampton tv cd TV, TV. TV. <laughs> I'd probably buy a Brockhampton TV. Karen, yeah, what should be for uh, Essentially, my point about Brockhampton is, like you were saying with um, thir- uh, the thirty-six chambers, thirty-six chambers. Um, every member on that contributes the same thing, and it's all as good. Whereas Brockhampton, Kevin Abstract, it's Brockhampton essentially. Yeah. Obviously, there was what's his name. The one who got kicked out, Amir Van. Amir Van, he was maybe. I think they're all different in their own way, though, and I feel like if yeah, you actually, I think if some listened, of them are just shit. <laughs> <laughs> like who, who don't? Do you know any? Uh, the, do you know the, right? So the the ones who are like notable now is Kevin Abstract and Matt Champion. Yep. Right. But then you said like Bareface is like the thing is because see I wouldn't even be able to recognise his voice and and like that Merlin guy he just makes noises down the mic. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just, I just have. I, I like. I really like saturation two. Saturation one was okay, and then everything after that, I've just been like, I don't know. I just feel like they've they've got all these members, and they could do so much with it, but it's just yeah. so plain. I, I think saturation one was sick. That's the only I, one. I, so I, far I like I've the saturation to. trilogy. I think Merlin is just a bad ODB tribute. The thing is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some of the stuff like this, he's got some really good, like really deep verses on there as well. But like, it's just because of the, his vocal style he uses, like he, he he shouts and screams in a weird way, and it's almost like, well, just any other pastor character is probably like ODB, but like, it's because there's like there's a um, one of his verses he talks like he went to art college and he was the only black guy in the entire university, mm. and how he was like isolated and was like just getting like abused by racism every yeah. day and had to drop out because he couldn't he couldn't stand anymore. But then, like, that's in, like, a verse where she'd be like, Merlin! All the time. So it's, yeah. like, it comes across as a bit I th- jarring I, at times. That's up there with your Yoshi impression. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I what it is, it feels like Brockhampton is, like, three or four really solid musicians with a lot of potential drive just with backup dancers. And that's what I think it's always <laughs> no, felt like. Even on the Saturation trilogy, I don't think there was any point on those albums where any of the members who your classes like, the B and C class members of Brockhampton ever contributed anything like Kevin Abstract and Matt so you Champion know, did. Like you, you know what's what's the um is it Junkie? Yeah. That song. That song's incredible and Kevin Abstract's and Matt Champion's verses on there like really fucking good, mm-hmm. deep, meaningful verses. I just don't think any of the other members do anything like that. So obviously I haven't really listened to the newer stuff to be honest because I got bored. With I don't it, think Ginger's yeah. your up your reality fair. No. I, I got Ginger's more. There is some. There's some really good tracks on there, but it's more. I'd say in a way it's probably like more R and B influenced album. Like there's mm. there is rapping in there and there's some good verses, but it is it, their creative style has changed a bit and they've obviously grown a lot since yeah. the whole Amir controversy and whatever. Um, what like, what actually was that? So we've discussed it because I don't think they ever really said, did they? Was it just rumors? Well, they came out. There's an out. One of the songs on it is there's a song on their latest album called "Dearly Departed," mm. where they essentially all explain what happened from their own point of view. Right. Um, so, essentially, what we know is that there was a sexual assault claim against Amir from a girl, but they never got filed as like a like, to the police. But basically, it was just like she he was abusing his like emotionally abusing her in a way, yeah, and was like being uh, manipulative. Um, but then there was also things like uh, Amir set up a robbery on Dom McLennan and Dom's oh, right, friends, okay. 
and like he was the one that set it all up and got his mates to rob Dom mm. and other members of the group um, as well as just lying to them and saying that like oh I don't, I don't even know who this woman is but obviously clearly did because he's in a relationship with her and then emotionally abused her and just yeah. lied and backstabbed a lot of the group members to try and get his own way oh so it wasn't like one particular thing he was just a bit of a shit person it was a bit of a shit person but the original thing that got him to kick, be kicked was out the was, sexual assault, was the sexual assault allegation okay. the second that came out he was gone within like two days Yeah. but there was um, there's a really interesting thing I wanted to mention at some point um, GQ like every like three or four months do these things with Rick Rubin it's called uh, Epic Conversations oh, on their YouTube channel and Kevin Abstract did one um, that was released they recorded it in June of 2019 uh, and it was released this week and it's like a 45 minute interview just Rick Rubin and Kevin Abstract having a conversation and there's one with Kendrick and there's one with Pharrell mm-hmm. but the one with Kevin Abstract was really interesting because he talks about like obviously the things like creative process and how they go around making albums and whatnot but it's the first time pretty much he's came out in an interview and spoke about like spoke openly about what Amir did to him and like the things like it's how much it messed up the group and like everything in really in like loads of detail yeah because like when they did like their album tour uh, their album junkies and whatnot um junkets shall I say they were like oh yeah Amir was a dick yeah that's it and like he goes really raw into everything and it's quite a good insight into like how some, that like messed up the band and why the the new album is a bit different to what everything else is yeah because it's taken such a big chunk out of them yeah i do think they're they're an interesting group and i do like a lot of their stuff i just think that they're bloated in a way like they, yeah. they can cut off a lot of dead weight and be yeah that, that's how i feel i feel like their their whole their whole thing is a really cool idea and i really like that whole thing about how they're a boy band and all that and they do have some good songs but yeah i just feel like there's dead weight in it well that being said, then I should have mentioned this at the beginning of the episode. Um, in the last two or three days, I've be- I re-listened to Arizona Baby again, which was Kevin Abstract's album from last year. Mm-hmm. And I've listened to it, I started listening to it again yesterday, and I've since listened to it four times in the last 24 hours. Like, I just think it's great. Like, it's so good. Um, but I think when it came out, it got a bit lost because he dropped, I think there's nine tracks on the album. There's yeah. nine or 12 tracks on the album, but he dropped it like three tracks a week. So then it came out like, like in segments. Yeah, and then I didn't even realise that he then dropped it as an album. I was like, oh, yeah, shit, so when it all when album. it all came <laughs> out, it's just sort of like, oh, so like, is there anything else? Like, what's coming now? Um, but I've now gone back to it. I think it's great. And like as you've said, I think that they should almost have a little bit of a break now and like do some solo stuff and mm. do like experiment a bit more. Like, I'd love to hear um, a Joba record because Joba's the guy. Like, there's he's, he's got the like high pitched the high pitched voice. Then yeah. he's also got like a really he's got a really good rap voice as well. Mm. And I'd love to hear like a rock album from. Uh, from Bareface mm. just of him just doing some sad boy guitar like he does on Summer for example Yeah, but I think they do need a bit of time because obviously dropping five albums in three like two and a half three years people just get exhausted I, d- I think that was one of the things that annoyed me about it I, didn't s- I, I get why they were doing it it was like yeah we're going to drop three albums in a year or whatever but at the same time I was like could have just waited drop one album every year I and think, made them really fucking solid albums. Well, this I think I do. Th- I think the trilogy as a whole is great. Mm. Obviously, uh, this is coming from a guy who, at one point, was basically <laughs> a massive Brockhampton yeah. stand. Like I have, I have Brockhampton merch, and I've got. A I remember seeing you in a, a, a lecture in first year before I knew you were wearing a, a Brockhampton tee. And you're like, what a loser! No, I didn't. I didn't think anything of it. I just remembered <laughs> y- you were wearing it. I've still got it, mate. I wore it the other day. The one with sofa on the back. Yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna get that tattooed. Oh, yeah. The Brockhampton sofa, yeah. Jake texts me and he's like, "Look at that little dot." <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't have been wrong, mate. Would he? <laughs> the only th- there's a bit of confusion there though because you might get that sofa tattooed and people might think it's the backroom casting couch. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it's like, well, fair enough. Because they've got like an actual stencil version, so you could just get the stencil tattooed. Like oh, it wouldn't first. be difficult. 
and it wouldn't probably it's a stencil so it wouldn't be that just don't get a camera next to it <laughs> get a camera above it because yeah. um, <laughs> the uh, if you drop that many albums in a time a lot of them can be a lot of there's going to be a lot of crap on there and there can be I think if you you could probably whittle down the best Brockhampton tracks from that that year into one album yeah but then I think like I don't think they needed to then drop Iridescent the year after sort of thing like it sort of made them like being like oh this band's going to drop three albums this year what like there's just like this random group that sort of no one really knew yeah it got overnight. them a lot of clout but then after that it was like they shouldn't have dropped like I love um, Iridescence but I don't think it was needed when it came out like mm. they, we'd still got it was came out less than 12 months after the third one yeah. did so it like it also came out in a year that a lot of rock records came out but mm. then as well that was the obviously in that there was an album that was meant to come out before that called Puppy which had Amir on but then Amir got kicked out of the group oh, and so yeah, then they remade that. it they had to remake it made Iridescence oh, okay. so it's like I feel like they still wanted because they just signed with RCA so there was like I feel like RCA was, were expecting a record at some point are they in not the independent anymore? no so they RCA have given them like their own little division of RCA so oh, it's like okay. they kind of run themselves but under RCA's banner so RCA yeah because I was going to say their whole thing's about being independent in it so that's surprising but the first the sense. first three were because they, they still they yeah. still release everything under question everything which is their like, little label um, but yeah, like they didn't need to drop another album. Like they should have just taken a lot of the time off and then dropped something like Sugar finally. Mm. Uh, Ginger Shall I Say, which would then is what it is. But it's a nice little. Uh, imagine us having an actual musical discussion. Yeah, I oh, know. Oh, we cut all that out. Onto the night. <laughs> 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 you got well. any more jokes? Uh, no. Uh, um, to be f- with the with the whole decades thing that we're doing right now, the more like the deeper we get from like because. In terms of our taste, probably more 90s, 80s, 70s as we than we are 2000s, 2010s. Mm-hmm. So finding three artists is solid. Like yeah. there's so many artists that we could we could talk about Bjork. We could talk. There's so many rap. We didn't even talk about Jay Z. Yeah. So Jason Z. Jason Z. Exactly. That's what my mum calls him. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> if did you guys ever hear the? I I don't know if it was real. I'm not sure, but there was some leaked lyrics from a new Jay Z album. A year or two ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that album ever came out. I can't remember. But there was some leaked lyrics of it that was about wanting to buy really expensive helicopters. And it was a. He- Let me find it. It was so funny. I, don't <laughs> oh, I think I saw that. I don't know if it's true or not, but it was so funny. It was called Helicopter Addict, I think. <laughs> of course it was. Like a little baby. I, I think this is it. Some someone like read the lyrics out in like a Jay Z voice. I don't know. I, I don't know if that is real. definitely fake. It probably, it, but that is amazing. Was it meant to be Jay Z? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I didn't sound anything like no, that. No, that's person someone, reading the lyrics. It's just like oh. the lyrics got leaked, apparently, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't true, but it was just very fucking funny. Yeah. And I like to think it was true. Have you listened... Has anyone listened to um, the oh, J Electronic oh, album? shit. Has he dropped it? The J Electronic album came out last night. No. But it was on Tidal for 12 hours, and it's now officially on Spotify. Oh, fucking hell. He finally dropped an album. Fucking hell, it's what? Been Apparently, about a decade. I've seen a lot of people say it's a bit underwhelming. I'm not surprised. He Apparently literally is... Oh, what? He, he fucking said he was going to drop an album about 10 years ago. Didn't drop it. Then about five years later, he was like, I'm going to drop an album. Didn't drop it. What's he been doing for 10 years? Then? No idea. Just he's knocking about. He's still allowed to be on a label. I think he's... Is he Rockefeller? Is he tied to Jay-Z's label? He's tied to a label, and I, somehow he's still allowed to I don't even know who he is, mate. Him. I have no idea. People say he's, like, one of the best rappers of, like... He's part of Rock Nation. He's part of Rock Nation, yeah. He, and I've, he's, he's just finally dropped an album and i was Good so lad. surprised that it's come out <laughs> like because i thought it was just gonna be another one like oh no never mind cal's gonna lead us in a little discussion yeah. about the, the s- big topic yeah, the sociologist is gonna lead a sociological discussion yeah this has been a highbrow episode it has, it? thanks well. jake <laughs> <laughs> yeah the 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 aura changes when jake comes in. yeah <laughs> oh, I was just sure they can't well, hear when, me smile, can they? <laughs> when no. you're on, when you're when you're leading an episode, Callum, which goes to shit. That's just because he didn't prepare. That was yeah. quite insane, though. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Yeah. That was a, that was just a mad episode where we just lost our minds. But anyway, let's talk about let's talk about this big yeah. topic. The so, big topic. Um, it, it was. We a, should have theme music. Can we have some? Adam, put us some yeah, theme music. Adam's going to put in some theme music. Cue theme music now. now. <laughs> nice music, Adam. Nice music, Adam. I like, You're I like your choice of music. Yeah, Icelandic avant-garde. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a few months, like when the Reading and Leeds lineup got announced, um, yeah. people, uh, people were kind of. It was, it was funny because originally when it came out, people, it was just Dark Fruits Twitter. And like Fiat 500 Twitter going off against Goth. Fiat 500 Twitter? <laughs> yeah, going off against Goth Twitter. Yeah. Oh, you're not on Twitter, are you? No. no. See, that's a common phrase that's thrown around on Twitter. It refers to um, lasses who are, have fake tan, eat Chinese takeaways, get Tango Ice Blast, drive Fiat 500, get their nails done, all that stuff. I know. Yeah. The Them kind of got lasses. Yeah. yeah. And Dark Fruits Twitter, you can uh, imagine. Yeah. Dark Fruits Twitter. Dan Patrick is... A big proponent of Dark Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He fucking loves it. They originally going off against Goth Twitter, and it's one of the funniest exchanges I've ever seen. Because it's raging against Ooh, the machine. And Is that what Noel Fielding's pet parrot's called? <laughs> goth Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, But then people kind of calmed down, and they looked at it, and they removed all the male artists from the lineup to see how many female, and there was, there was barely any. So then a whole discussion got a um, kind of came up about female representation or women representation in music <laughs> cheers for that I, uh, sip from the cup then <laughs> um, sip or drown <laughs> <laughs> go start that bit again uh. <laughs> without having you go well I didn't cup. think it was that loud oh I just heard a massive squeak and just saw you with your mouth over your Shall we start that entire bit again? No, I don't think you need to do it all again. I was chopped to put that, mate. Okay. And a, um, yes, Jake. 
Uh, could I go to the toilet, please? Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Should we pause it? Yeah, I'll pause the recording. <laughs> no, you don't have to pause it. Just, uh, just, just read it for me. Check it was all right. That's why I put my hand up. No, it's because you have to have a high IQ to understand it. <laughs> We're recording again. <laughs> Jake's back and he's been turned into a pickle. <laughs> hey. He's finished his bell beaters. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Go on. No, no, because then there is forever a recording of me on the internet saying oh, I'm pickle Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, no please. Is, mate. Jake, please. No, fuck off. <laughs> Jake, please. I will walk out the studio. Jake, I'll stop once. recording if I'll, I'll stop recording so I can hear this because I'm not gonna. I'm gonna clip this out anyway. Adam, don't. He's literally I'll just said he's pickle out. Jake. Jake, please. <laughs> what else? Did, what did he say before he says I'm pickle Rick? He's it's like, I t- it's over like, here, Morty. Morty, Morty, over here. Morty, I turn. Hey. Look at me. I turn into a pickle. I'm pickle Rick. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I thought it through. It's not happening. Move on. <laughs> move on. But yeah, let's move on to a highbrow discussion. <laughs> Where were we? Uh, we just took a little break we before we got on to our big discussion. With a toilet break and a little snack yeah, break. So, Reading and Leeds. A, um, there was very few uh, women artists in the lineup, and then that sparked a whole discussion about a um, women's representation in music and whether or not it should matter. In like, when you do you just listen to music for the music, or does their social identity matter? Um, I think in, hmm. I don't know. I mean, I think it's important to reinforce social identity. Yeah. I wouldn't say, I I wouldn't say I, I listen to a certain song or artist because of the gender. I listen to it if I like mm. it or not. Yeah. Um, like if I if I thought a female artist was shit, I'd say. It. If I thought a male artist was shit, I'd say. It. But I think that it's good to reinforce it because obviously that is an example of how there is um, a, a lack of female artists in the mainstream who like for to fill out festivals really mm. it definitely should have been more even split um <coughs> and even if you had the argument of oh well there's just more bigger male bands or artists i mean that isn't necessarily yeah, true, true anyway um but even so then use use the festivals as a platform to put on more undiscovered artists like all the yeah. BBC introducing stages and stuff mm. um, yeah because I do think when an artist makes music I think their social identity is a large part mm. of and the, what yeah, they write yeah because it influences yeah. like your experience you co- you'd never write anything yeah like yeah. that you're not that you're upbringing or wherever you're from yeah even if you're not writing about it it's major who you are yeah yeah like The Sensual World by Kate Bush and there's penultimate track this woman's work that wouldn't it just wouldn't work if it was done by a man would it no but the it, it, it her social identity and the whole idea of a woman recovering from a uh, heartbreak and a um bad things it her social identity was a large part in that her own experiences you have extreme cases like to pimp a butterfly where it's all about kendrick's social identity mm. and that that you when you listen to that we can't relate to that as an album. We can fully appreciate it, but uh, p- when you have this the similar social identity to Kendrick, it probably means more as an album. Mm. Adam, you're like about to say something. No, I was gonna sort of um, 
reference, say, for example, like Kevin Abstract's um, American Boyfriend, let's say, like mm. that entire album is him discussing and explaining his sexuality in a way that, like, for people that like wouldn't have understood before, and almost like him coming to grips with his sexuality and that he's a gay, he's a gay black man in the rap world. That obviously is all his social identity. Like that's all he knows at this like that is his life. So he's just gonna write what he what he sees in his his life essentially. But if you're if you're not um allowing people a stage to obviously to to say these sort of things, like we're never gonna get anywhere. Like if you're if you're say you're part of the background staff at Reading and Leeds planning whose list like gonna be on the show. If you're thinking, oh, only men. Like, I, d- I doubt they thought only men. I don't think men. they did. I don't think they really. thought, let's only get men. I don't think it was malicious. Yeah, I don't think it was malicious at all. But I do think. I just think there's more obstacles for with, in terms of uh, creativity and making music for women and uh, yeah, minorities than it is for a straight white male. Yeah. Mm. Why agree. for women? Why do you think? Like, I'm, I'm just, just because for devil's the, advocate. I, I feel like they're kind of pigeonholed into a certain sound, a certain pop sound, and they, um, obviously, you get some that kind of slip through those cracks and get to just fully flesh out their own, a uh, vision of their music, like Kate Bush, like Bjork, like, uh, Lauren Hill, but I think the majority of um, artists, the industry, kind of pigeonholes them into a certain sound well like imagery wise yeah imagery a um just that pop the whole pop sound well it's like think of it this way the rap world's obviously like what i know most with music but you can't you don't the the current like um class of women are like women rappers are classes like fem c's they're not classes an mc like they're like they're categorized as a woman so like you wouldn't yeah they categorize like rhapsody (laughs) no name doja cat um, literally anyone, they'll be like, "Oh, they're a femzy." They're not a rip. Like they'll like, how good are these femzies opposed to these rappers? And it's like the just same thing happens with bands as well. I saw someone make a really interesting point about this. Whenever there's like a, a viewer or whatever, um, or someone's just talking about a band that has a, a, um, a female vocal, they always vocals. say, don't they? They always like, say, oh, "I've been listening to this band. cool band with a female vocal." Yeah, it's, yeah, like it's fucking all, good it's for always, you, mate. They always class it as female fronted. Who yeah. But you never class male fronted band as male fronted, yeah. and that is a that is an interesting point. Again, it's kind of like, I yeah, I've thought about that before as well. Yeah, I think it's Why a real big it issue. Like yeah. it doesn't matter at all. Big issue. <laughs> 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 I do think that it is like a real a real serious problem. Yeah. Though. Like the fact that we, unless they're like a sh- like a typical white straight male, it's like oh well this like they're categorized by who they are. Like when it's like. You wouldn't categorize Nirvana as like, oh yeah, this this is this male, is a male straight fronted yeah man. male fronted <laughs> straight heterosexual man raps up like sings about his sad life yeah for example whereas Kevin Abstract is oh yeah this this gay black man's wrote an album about his mm. about him being gay when it's like it's that, just the, the whole Ke- Kevin Abstract for me the uh, American Boyfriend and Flower Boy are two very important albums for me. Blonde mm-hmm. as well because I I love how like just seventeen year old. Chavy kids, well, not chavy, but like, <laughs> like dark fruitsy kids are yeah. like seeing like my guy pretty like a girl, <laughs> and then they're just dancing. Yeah, but like, like th- those two albums are very important for me in terms of coming out as yeah. a um, homosexual. Like, I think Kevin Abstract's been excellent in yeah. that regard. I think, and but and the whole thing with social identity, you can't just dismiss it as oh, it's just music because social identity it it plays so heavy into music and it's such a complex thing it's not just you have women you don't just have minorities you don't just have sexuality 
they all intersect. You, you'll have a um, a gay black man like a um, Frank Ocean, or you'll have a um, black woman like a. Um, the whole idea of social identity was important in Rhapsody's last album, Eve. Each track is named after a influential, a different influential black woman, and they all. Uh, the whole idea is that they all kind of come off the whole idea of Eve, the original woman, the first woman in oh. the Bible. Oh. So, a, um, so just dismiss, because I saw people tweeting like dismissing social identity as, oh, it's just music. When oh, in that, reality. I think that whole it's just music thing is people who don't want to emotionally connect to it. Mm. And I do, I do get why people do that. They just l- simply have music as uh, an entertainment value. But I don't know. For me personally, I've never been able to do that. Like if yeah. I if I know an artist is a shitty person, like hands in the air, I will admit I used to really like X, mm. like really like X before. You have really got your hands in the air. Yeah, I, I do. Both of my hands are now in the air. Like no, <laughs> <laughs> it looks like I'm gonna bleeding for put them down. <laughs> oh, um, damn, one of them's back in the air. But um, no, and obviously all that stuff came out, and then uh, after that, I just I just wasn't into it anymore just because I was mm. kind of like I just like it puts you off it it, it does it feels weird listening to someone speak when you know they're a shit person yeah we've spoke about this at length before yeah. like a lot of it for me is like if they're dead I don't care as much like because they're not actively benefiting like if I really like the music I feel like you're only denying yourself like the Smiths Morrissey's an arsehole like no question he is a, he's an absolute douchebag but they're like one of my favorite bands ever i wouldn't yeah but he's just like it's a bit different though because morrissey's just a bit of a wanker that's that's different from being someone who's capable of doing things that i know i'm not capable of doing yeah do you know what i mean like i feel like when when someone's been done for doing things that are beyond my comprehension of what i could could do mm-hmm then that's when I can't listen to it. Where, where I mean, fucking most musicians in the world are assholes, whether you know it or not. Like you're bound to be, aren't you? And yeah, Morrissey is no exception. But it's a bit different because like he says controversial things and he's a bit of a twat. But that's just because he's a bit of a twat. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I can still connect with that because we're yeah. all a bit of a twat sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. What X did is obviously incomprehensible. <coughs> but like, say with John Lennon, like I think. He's obviously he was an abuser. I, I think people don't proven. really know it though. That's the thing. It is proven. It's what I think it's widely known. I, I don't, don't think, think it's it not. It is that widely I discussed. Know, I didn't know it until you said it. Really? Yeah. yeah. No, genuine. It's not that widely known. Like for instance, like um, my granddad's got like every Beatles record on um, on vinyl, and I'm pretty sure he wouldn't know about it. I'm pretty sure all the people who grow up with wouldn't know about it i think i think it's not a cut and dry issue though like i i like i would still listen to the beatles i don't think that makes me a bad person it's not saying i don't care about what you're a bad person because i think as well it's a bit different when it's not a solo artist when it's it's a group of people like as a band it's it's a bit i don't know it's kind of a bit different in it because you're not listening just for the the vocalist or just Mm. the guitarist you're listening to it as a collective whereas it's one artist like it was with x then it's them directly speaking to you. And I think that's when it's a point where I struggle to connect with it more. Mm. But yeah. I think even things like that, like that point on X, when everything started to come out, <coughs> excuse me, um, 
with like Michael Jackson, for example, how weird and how messed up he was. That sort of like made it more difficult for me to actually listen and want to be interested in his music, even though I do think he's one of the, like just musically, he's one of the most talented musicians we've ever had. And some of the things, he, like some of the records he's made are amazing, but I struggle to listen to them in the same way that I used to before I understood and sort of fully understood like the the horrible things that he did to people. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's same for me as like uh Lou Reed, it's like he he was an abuser. Was he? Uh yeah. Yeah. He um I think it's I can't remember which one it, which wife it was, but a um he did abuse but at the same time a um there's a whole different layer to it because when he was younger he was put through like electroshock therapy and all of that for like his mental health. It fucked him up and it drove him to heroin, which led him to then be abusive and I think schizophrenic. Mm. So it's hard to look at uh, at face value most of the time. Mm. Mm. Um, I think there is is some things. I'm not just talking about abuse; just the whole thing of when musicians get cancelled or whatever. You, uh, you can never really just look at it face value, but there are some cases where they're just shit people i think it's done both ways like obviously some people need to be completely cancelled like you like me (laughs) (laughs) but like on both sides like something like there'll be a rumor come out and people be on twitter like we need to cancel him like okay (laughs) uh some of it's just stuff that's happened in people's personal lives which may not have been handled in the greatest way but yeah or like it's old just, tweets. It's the, just the old tweets thing is stupid. It winds me right up. Because if you think back to like 2012, 2013, no way am I condoning like the slurs that people may have put back then. But at that time, if you remember, like that's just what, that was like the humour at the time. People said those words that are now totally not okay to say, but they said them and it was just like fine at the time. No one really thought about it. I think the interesting thing with that is to see how people, it, how the individual reacts to that. If they double down on it, Oh, then, if they double down, then then fuck them. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Them. But if it, if you can see progress, you can see. Gro- I think that's what this, our generation doesn't allow is people's personal. Yeah, growth. I forgot exactly who it yeah. was, but there was someone who'd said who did something like put something stupid on Twitter or Facebook or whatever in like 2011, 2012. But they're an artist who's like not that much older than us, so like they were literally like 10 or 11 at the time. Yeah, and like you can't really like, judge. You, expect? you can't judge an adult by something they said, not under, not understanding the world when yeah. they're like 11 or 12. Yeah. This has gone into a completely different topic. <laughs> <laughs> but this this happened with that his brother Nature, is he a YouTuber or something? Yeah. But oh, yeah. there was I I've think there was a, a, a tweet from his from like twenty eleven where I think he'd used the F word. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was from like twenty eleven and just at the time people just I'm not saying that word's okay, I think it's a horrible word, but that's just what people were saying at the time. Yeah. Like and everyone was going, oh, we need to cancel him. I can't believe he's a homophobe. They all probably like, said it at the time, though, didn't they? That's they the, the thing. Same age. Yeah, like, it, um, and I, I'm really glad that society's moved past that. But obviously, society. We do live in one. We do. We fucking we do. do. We do. But we. But people do need to understand. <laughs> I love how everyone was just like, yeah, we live. In <laughs> we, society. we live in a society. Man. I think people do need to understand that it's changed now. But at the time, that's what it was like. So you. Yeah, I just think the old tweets thing is, is silly. Well, saying that's that, that sort of comment to li- can like link back to what we were saying with the original discussion. Like back in the day, it was acceptable, but now it isn't. Yeah, and you need to grow from that because I saw some people on Twitter arguing, well, like, well, for the last few years, it's been like this anyway at Reading and Leeds, so why is it a problem now? And it's, it's like because like, it's chance to because grow it's on like it, we've yeah. we've there's point been out this, the problem. And there's been like the massive like um there's been um like a women like a women's like 
equal rights movement essentially that's began because most like in most forms of life feminism over the past decade. yeah in most in most way in most forms of life women see like have less rights for for whatever reason like and it's unfair and mm-hmm. it's completely bullshit which we'll all agree um but then because of that it shouldn't be it should be in all forms of media it shouldn't just be like you're saying oh well let's just pay people more it should be like every like everything needs to be equal mm-hmm. that's the way i viewed it of like i'd want to if i'm like i'm not going to say like I'm not gonna say oh I wouldn't have got a ticket to Reading and Leeds because there was some artists there that I would wanted to go see for example but at the same time it's also very unfair if you are um, for example if you were like oh I can't wait to go and try and see some of my favourite like female artists this year and every festival just got is basically just men everywhere like it's like that experience. Doge have you seen those Doge memes where it's like oh boy can't wait to go and invest in the financial Nasdaq index on 2006 and then it's the financial crash. Mm. Never mind. You've never sounded more of a virgin in your life. <laughs> <laughs> have you listened to? Have you seen that Doge me? Oh boy, can't wait to go and see all my favourite female artists at Ready and the Leeds. Doge Cat. Mm. Doge Cat. I do love Doge Cat. She's so fit. <laughs> <laughs> She's a very good artist as well, yeah. and these two don't respect her. I mean, what? I like that one song. There's, I've like only Doja listened Cat. to. What do you mean we what? don't do you respect mean, it's her? A sex Pistols. What the fuck? Thing all over again, man. What the fuck? You're just a little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you've you've both on air said Doja Cat. Why do you want to listen to Doja Cat? And I don't. Made right. you listen to Doja Cat, and then since you're like, oh, that one track's decent. Give me your receipts, mate. Yeah, I'll find them. They're on air. <laughs> I actually remember listening to that episode. In fairness, but yeah, I think. Social identity is important in music. You can listen to music. God, we got so backtracked. We, we I just realised <laughs> that's what we were talking about. Um, and I, the whole idea of identity is complex. They intersect. It's not just a um, not this is not <clears throat> meant trying to make a pun, but it's not black and white. It's identity is complex. They, they overlap, and they um, it is important part of how artists make music it's a large influence yeah Yeah. i mean pretty much like all social movements over like the past probably like 100 years well maybe maybe not that far but started from almost around it yeah they've they're all kind of pushed forward by By music music. uh the punk movement mods rockers riot girls fucking uh yeah you got the black lives matter movement Mm -hmm. kedge lamar's all right was like the anthem for that glam rock and the whole idea of sexual freedom yeah and they um kind of blurring the difference between man and woman it's just and it all was forwarded as you said by music yeah i actually did an essay on this two days ago <laughs> <laughs> um but i think that we're gonna wrap up that discussion okay moving on from social identity if you identify as a fucking loser <laughs> we're going to talk about some weezer that was a nice segue thanks man like i've been thinking about that for the last like five minutes <laughs> yeah um, so this is this? our classic this is we weezer by weezer yeah the cast of the in-between has got together <laughs> okay usually called the blue album it is and i don't know if jake agrees the only good album weezer have ever done some people say Pinkerton's good. I hate those people. That cover, it, that no, cover it, album's it, decent. That cover album's very no, decent. No, it's not, Adam. It's the, it is the, the only, <laughs> it's the only good record Weezer have ever done. Thank it you. should have stopped. They should have just what, what it was. They should have just stopped. They should have gone down in history as fucking legends for making that album. Yeah, that and one pretended band. That they hey, were remember brilliant. that band that made that one album? Yeah, they could have been the best band in the world, but no one would have known. Now but there's a load of terrible, ironic R- Rivers Cuomo <laughs> meme pages most of which I follow. 
I <laughs> I, I hate you know Weezer. Discussion <laughs> 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 discussion's done. But but I, <laughs> that was the music box. Welcome. But <laughs> I love the Blue album. Yeah, I completely agree. It's like, one of the best albums ever. But, but at the Weezer same time, fucking sucks. I you just gotta have respect for someone for making such shit yeah. music. Like he it doesn't care. Super bad, he doesn't album. care. He do, like, does he care? No. Like, <laughs> he doesn't care. He doesn't care. Does he care? No. Right. <laughs> he's made so much consistent shit, and people are like, Rivers Cuomo, key. please stop. He's like, no. I think any band that has influenced Biffy Clyro. They've not influenced fucking Biffy Clyro. <laughs> when I listened to that album, I was like, some of this stuff. Oh, oh, you're oh, like, but Blue so Album. Blue Album's influenced Blue Album is amazing. <laughs> Blue Album. Like, I don't, I don't understand how they can go from so good to so bad. But we're right from now on. We're just talking about Blue Album. For everyone's get a, get yeah. that Men in Black little, you know, the thing. I wish I could have that for the rest of. I've Lisa. got loads of notes on this album, mate. I've got loads of notes. Goody goody. Can right. I? Can I? I've I've just real. I've like. I wrote my, my notes for this in literal note form. I just wrote some words and I was like, oh, I'll talk about them. So can I just list this off as a whole? <laughs> just get it Please. Out yeah, this is, <clears throat> yeah. This is Jake Lord's thoughts on right. Weezer. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I hate Weezer. Right, here we go. American emo, skate, surf rock, slacker influence, clever lyricism, nice mix of different themes throughout the album, <laughs> even touching on a few darker issues like his dad's drinking problem. Question mark. The album is perfect for what it is. It's nothing more and nothing less. It doesn't overcomplicate itself. It's just what it needs to be. The influence is great as well. Most bands I listen to whenever they list their influence, it's not Weezer. It's just a blue album in particular. Yes. <laughs> That, that was Do we all that agree? Yeah, I, I agree. I, Why are we even discussing time anymore? That it was is, like a speed run. Is, um, <laughs> is, is, is it, say say sorry? Is that about Rivers' dad's drinking problem? Is it? His dad? I didn't know if it was specifically his drinking problem. I thought or they were it, they were like they became estranged. Right. His dad became like a pastor, uh, not like spaghetti, like yeah. a, a rigatoni church. is pastor. Yes, yeah, he's no, the only former pastor. We accept the rigatoni, mate. Right, we're not having a, a debate Fendi. this dividing. Fusilli. Fusilli. Fusilli is the worst pastor. Wow, 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 wow. Tagliatelli. I would rather eat penne than Fusilli. I, it's pasta. Shut up, mate. No, <laughs> it's just pasta. Mate, shut up. Um, my fists are clenched. <laughs> <laughs> my face is ready. <laughs> right. Uh, to be fair, like, listening to that, and I looked at it came out in '94, which I was surprised by. I Have you never listened any. to the album before? No. What? I've only listened to one song off this album going into it. Is that why you're so happy? <laughs> <laughs> We've not been disappointed by Weezer yeah, I've yet. I've never listened to. This Weezer is all before. I know. This is all yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, mate, you're I'm about so to. Have sorry, a I know this, <laughs> and I do know the Teal like, album actually. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Oh god! <laughs> they I, don't want no scrubs. <laughs> they don't. They don't. Okay, I'm, so I was listening to like. I'm listening to it in the bath, and then obviously <laughs> when you, when you, fi- when you splash finish it, it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only place to listen to the, uh, yeah. the blue album, bubbles, and then <laughs> no, I had no bubble bath. Rubber no. duck. Oh, did you have a rubber duck? <laughs> I don't have a rubber duck either. Did, did Candles. Callum is sat there, just thinking the world's turning me away. When you were a little kid, did you have a little cup that was specifically for the bath to pour water in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Me too. Carry on. Mum was um, blue and sparkly, mate. And then I was, I was just listening to it, and then I got really scared because obviously <laughs> the album finished, and Spotify then puts album radio on, which are just things related to it, and the black album. No, don't and don't venture that far in. The cover scares me. They're in gimp suits. <laughs> yeah, and I I felt threatened. It really goes to some terrible places after yeah. this album. Pinkerton's. <laughs> 
it's got decent moments, but you know. Oh, sorry. Before we carry on, you know, for the um, the cover of this episode, mm-hmm. can yeah. I Photoshop okay. us all on as yes. we? Oh my yes, yes. yes. If 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 can I take a photo of yours stood there like that, then I can yeah. do that. Right. Do we want to go through it track by track? I've got track by track notes, mate. I was what I was gonna say though is that. I can't think of any artist or album before it that sounded like it in the whole kind of. They were they were just rock sense. They, they're so just they some like weird kids that rock. really like Nirvana. Yeah. You, well, I just I put as one of the descriptions to other songs. Uh, it was what song was it? It was um, the world has turned away and left me here. The description I wrote to the uh, was the best way I could describe this song to someone that's never heard it before would be it'd sound perfect in like an American teen movie. So like you could that imagine yeah, yeah, that yeah, song would sound Weezer perfect. Is. The whole in, of Weezer. It'd sound yeah. perfect in like Mean Girls or... Yeah, boy, mean you should listen or... to Modern Baseball full. Uh, their whole discography if you want that vibe. Like, Well, that is a vibe. Yeah. That's just... It that's how I walk around is all the time. Check? That's what I'm, yeah. I'm just... You yeah. just narrating it like an American. Yeah. But I could imagine hearing job. that. I could imagine hearing that like in Mean Girls or Clueless or whatever. That's all it is. Right. It, that's all I think. We've no, we're about to run out of time, so let's yeah. go through it track by track. My name is Jonas. Sick opener. Like yeah. I, the only song I knew on this album going in. Really? Was, you didn't know Buddy Holly? I think I. I to be fair, when I, I heard it, one. I think like yeah. the only song I knew by name because it was on Guitar Hero Three. <laughs> that's my uh, fun fact for the day. Ninety um, percent so of the songs that Adam knows are from either Guitar Hero or uh, Tony Hawk. Mm. Both may have got Which, great soundtrack. Yeah, one of them has to have a good soundtrack because you're playing a guitarist. But <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. What have you written for My Name Is Jonas? I've not heard this song in years. Really nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the one I've got probably the shortest notes on. Yeah, it just sets the tone great. It's like you just know what the whole album is going to be about. It's just like kind of a like a bit sad, but ca- think, but fun. Like I think fun. It, for me, is one of the weaker tracks on the album. Really? Yeah. That's. Disgusting. What, my name I, is Jonas? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Really? Yeah. I Cheers love it. It's one of my favourite on there. I just... Just nice heavy guitars, proper crunchy. Rivers singing his little heart out, bless him. Yeah. I understand, mate. I get your point. Okay, no one else. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the song. Not everyone else. Oh, I know, I just found it funny because it did. <laughs> uh, it was, a, uh, um, it was a, a lot easier of a listen, that track. Like, going from... My name is Jonathan. That it was a lot more easier to listen to because so it's so much more upbeat and it's a lot more fun. The lyrics are quite, can't, I wouldn't say dark, but they're about I think a very yeah. jealous style guy. Track. What is it? I want a, a girl, girl who lasts for no one else. Yeah, it's like a, it's like I think it's I hope he's playing a character. Yeah. I think he is. I think he is. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just quite like from this very dark. jealous kind of creepy dude. I wasn't expecting that coming into it. I was expecting kind of just. Kind you were just the Doge humor. meme. Oh, can't wait to listen to Weezer. Have some fun. <laughs> listen to Pinkerton. <laughs> 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 no, Cal. <laughs> Don't listen to Pinkerton. He's got his AirPods in. He can't hear us. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, world has turned and left me here. The best way I could try to touch someone that's ever heard it is it would sound perfect in Mean Girls. Mean Girls? Like, you could imagine those like in the car just like driving to a shopping mall or something listening to that. They would... That yeah. is so not fair, Adam. Like, <laughs> it's really not that fair. That is so not fair. Just that sort of movie, like, you can imagine, uh, what's that? oh my God, what's her name? No one in Mean Girls is listening to No, what is her name? Weezer. What is her name? I no. hate to break it to you. What is her name? Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. No. Regina George. No. The girl that got bullied by Regina George. Oh my God, how forgot her name? Wait, oh, the lesbian. I've only yeah. seen the film once. I can't remember. But her, she'd listen to Weezer. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, that wasn't worth it. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't worth it. Buddy but Holly is obviously the single song. Uh, 
It's just a slap. Just the single yeah, song. Yeah, it's a tune. The first song I th- wrote down that I think it was the first track that sounded like actually different to anything else on the album. Like everything else sort of sounds a bit samey in their style, obviously. Mm. What I quite uh, like about them is oh, they're no, quite no. funny. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just kind of like geeky humour kind yeah. of band. It is. It is fucking geek rock. Yeah. It, it literally is geek rock, isn't geek it? Rock. And I fucking love geek rock. <laughs> Surf Wax America. That's yeah. my favourite song. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I love, love the chorus song. on that. I love yeah. that song. Oh, work. Oh, me bored. Undone sweater song. That, oh, that's one of my favourites. When I saw Prince Daddy live, they did a cover of that. Yeah. That slapped. I really liked the, um like, towards the ending of the song. I think it was, I wrote down 3 minutes 30 to 4 minutes 15. On Undone? Yeah. yeah. When it's all, like, building up and it's just, like, towards the end, it's great. Mm. I think it's really, really nice. <laughs> it's lovely. They do get a bit like uh, introspective at times as well, which is mm. surprising. But they also do it really well. Like when? Uh, um, the, the the one that about his dad. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like even when it gets like that, it's not depressing. It's yeah, like I think, is it in the garage? Or am I? Yeah, I love yeah. that song. And then holiday is the one that uh, just reminds me of Biffy Clyro, and I don't know why. I can't I remember how ho- that I, ho- I said Holiday's my favourite track of the album, so it's the strongest single track. Yeah, no, Holiday slaps. Uh, <laughs> I love that song. It, that one's quite different as well, because they start it with a, like a, a big guitar riff, which they yeah. don't usually do. Those wheezers. Those wheezers. Rivers and the wheezers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought the way... Because I just, I just put the album on, I was just taking <coughs> notes on it um, while I was making my breakfast this morning. Mm-hmm. What um, did you have? What did? Oh well, well, it was not a good breakfast. It was not healthy or nutritious or mm. a good start to the Go day. On. So I went out last night. Yes. You so did. I was feeling a little bit worse. Well, when Same. I just woke up. So. so basically, I woke up and it was like nearly twelve o'clock because I've been awake since about half time. I hadn't eaten yet, and I was like, I want to have some lunch. So what did I do? I put some chips in the oven, right? But I'd made a curry yesterday, so I just reheated my curry and then put my curry on top of my chips. What oh, time was this? Yeah. Like twelve o'clock. Oh, okay. No, we so did I was have dead a curry. on lunchtime. Lovely. Nutritious breakfast. I, know, I had a chicken, chickpea, and uh, potato curry on top of I some chips. Thought you were a vegan. I, v- I was vegetarian, but then I sacked it off, mate. Yep, fair dues. <laughs> <laughs> and the last song, <laughs> "Only in Dreams." Oh, yeah, that's nice. It's lovely. It, it's, it's sad, nice but it's mellow. It's and it's like it was really. I feel like I, the description I wrote was: it's light-hearted, it's different, it's nice, and it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> that should be your Tinder bio. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> but that's just you. I did write. I love this track next to it as well. <laughs> Seriously, that Ben. That's all right, man. Uh, do you want to hear my full review of the album, mate? Not I wrote, at I wrote all. one line. <laughs> I wrote, no, I wrote oh, two. It's going to be an Adam Westwood numero. I wrote two lines. Yeah, yeah guys, not, mate. we should rate these albums by numbers. Shut up, Ben. <laughs> Shut up. Go on. Tell uh, me. I wrote two sentences, mate, which was um, I had me doubts going into this album because it is Weezer. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. What a lovely recommendation, Ben Dodd. And next week, let's listen to all the other Weezer albums. Well, I mean, it's my week to choose, mm-hmm. mate. And, I'm and you mm-hmm. choose all the other Weezer, Weezer albums. Weezer album, no. please. <laughs> right, That's my classic. Well, see, there's a few different ways I was thinking about going about this. And I'm thinking, well, I've had Numerically, some... shut the system. <laughs> I've had classics from myself. Like, I've chosen myself. I've had classics that, like, my brother wanted me that was, like, deciding. And I called my dad this morning. And I was What'd talking to him. <laughs> I, I called him. I called him my dad, surprisingly. Um, and my dad's one of the biggest Led Zeppelin fans in the world. Oh, and he, he started talking. He started talking about something he has. Now, it was this little interesting story he told me. Where, um, what year was it? 
it was the 70s. So, 76. Is it going to be a sad story? No. If we can make jokes or not. No, it's okay. not a sad story at all. Basically, someone make owed, joke, someone owed no, my dad yet. some money. Big when joke, he was, man. <laughs> it was 76. Yeah. So, my dad was 16 years old. Someone owed my dad 40 quid. Right. right. So, this kid, this guy. What for? I don't know. He didn't, he didn't tell me that. So, it could oh, be anything. No. Um, but what dad did was, he was owed 40 quid. And he somehow, instead of getting 40 quid back, he got 15 pounds in cash. And then took... <laughs> he took a record off him mm. which was the um it was the led zeppelin a song uh the song remains the same like two like two and a half hour live record but it was the promotional copy that wasn't for sale that dad just took off him oh. so dad now owns one of the uh, i think now they're very like it's insanely like hard to find bootleg version of but like it's, it's like the official version but it's just like it was a promotional one to having a shop that they'd then play on the turnstiles you can li- you can listen to it before you buy it but dad somehow has it mm. and it goes for loads of money online but it's like two hours long and it's insane it's you, got some of the best guitars i've ever heard on this album which guitars <laughs> just electric <laughs> mate <laughs> they're electric so i want you is it gonna be oh i want you to too. listen well we could i want you to listen to a song that remains the same i've not listened to that well it's a movie as well because they recorded it's it was done uh in madison square garden over a few days and they just took the best tracks they did and put them all together into an album um, and there's like a film of it as well, That's but it's just like the greatest hits record then. Essen- essentially, life. but it's amazing. It's like mm. the first I listened to walking down here, and the beginnings of rock and roll is just insane. Mm. Like it's just so it's so good. I didn't know how to describe it at one point, and I'm just walking like across a little bridge to get towards the building, and I'm just like, what is going on? And I was loving it. And so now you've got to listen to it. You've got to listen to a two-hour album because oh, I'm in love. And it's man. all live. Yep, all live. All it's so good. And yeah. Chris Westwood influenced that. I've been wanting to give Led Zeppelin like a full go. Like, You're gonna love it. My dad was a big Led. I mean, I told this story a couple of weeks ago. But my dad going to see Led Zeppelin. Didn't I? Yeah. yeah, they're yeah. kind of. I, I enjoyed. They're really influenced by this um, band called Greta Van Fleet. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, I'll check them out. Yeah, you should do. Do you like them because they rhyme with feet? Is that your yes? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Damn you! But that's yeah. Right. That's my album for next week. We'll definitely edit that joke out. <laughs> We will. Yeah, okay. Thank you. This has been the Music Vox. And with that, we'll end. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>